we are privileged this week to welcome Laura and Jerry Wasink. Come on up, guys. Give them some love, everyone. Uh, one of our core values at Grand Valley Church is community. And even as we just talked about, you know, it's a specific kind of community. There's all kinds of communities around the cities, all kinds of clubs, all kinds of initiatives. Here at Grand Valley Church, we're a community centered around the mission and kingdom of Jesus Christ. And we're centered around his presence and around doing life together as his people. And so it's my hope and my prayer that as we share these stories together, that we get to know each other in a deeper way, in a very practical way. And also that we are challenged to think about our own stories and how God has interacted with us over the last few years or decades or many decades. And we recall those things as forms of encouragement to say, God, you've always been with me. And also how we can see him continuing to work through our church right here and now today. So it's lovely to have you both. Yes. And why don't you guys get started off a little bit, just take some time one after the other to just share a little bit about uh, yourselves, maybe how you grew up, your children, that kind of stuff. Give us the basics. All right. Um, I'm Laura. I'm the bookkeeper and administrator here. Um, I grew up in Brockville, which is in eastern Ontario. I'm the oldest of four kids. I have two brothers and a sister. Um, My dad was a welder and my mom is a church administrator. She actually does the same job for her church that I do here. Um, I moved to Hamilton after high school to attend Redeemer University. I have a Bachelor of Science with a major in math and a minor in chemistry, which is something most people don't know about me. Don't leave any funky chemicals around Laura. (laughs) Uh, uh, I was a stay-at-home mom for 11 years before I went back to school for bookkeeping and started working here. Uh, my name's Jerry. I grew up not far from here in Dundas, just outside Hamilton. Um, my dad, he was in uh, construction growing up, and general contracting. Uh, I have four sisters, no brothers, two older and two younger. So oh. Stuck in the middle. We're going to be praying for you later. <laughs> <laughs> I had a long cutting business for a few years. And then I decided to go to college in my 30s to become a millwright. Now I work at Bungie in Hamilton, where they produce cooking oils. Um, We met online when I was in my third year at Redeemer. After chatting for a bit, we decided to meet in person at the Tim Hortons in Ancaster, and we've been together ever since. Um, We got married right after I finished school, and we've been married for 15 years. Uh, We have three kids. Anna, our oldest, is 13. Eli is almost 11. Like, next week, he'll be 11. And John is 6. Awesome. Yeah, you got it all. And you grew up, it was was just outside Ottawa a little bit, correct? Yeah, it's like between Kingston and Ottawa. Yeah, nice. Um, Well, tell us a little bit now about your faith journey. You know, you're here today, but what, what does the the story of your faith look like to lead you to this point here today? Well, I grew up in a Christian home all my life. Went to the Christian Reformed Church. Uh, I attended cadets there, which is a CRC, a boys club, for many years. Uh, When I was 20, I went on a mission trip for two weeks to El Salvador. We built two houses in a village, 
uh, they had two big earthquakes within a month there at the time, so they were decimated. And that really opened my eyes, and God worked through devotions and prayer we did on that trip to grow my faith. I also grew up in a Christian home. Um, my mom was and still is the administrator and bookkeeper of the Christian Reformed Church in Brockville, um, where we attended since before I was born. My parents actually met in the nursery at that church. Um, I love having such a rich history of faith, um, growing up with you know, church with my grandparents and my parents and uh, us being raised in that same church. Um, believing in God was just always assumed in our house. It was assumed. Um, it wasn't until later in high school when my faith really started to become my own. I remember one particular worship experience with the Gems Girls Club from our church um, when I was a junior leader. We went to a worship concert, and it was one of the first times I remember feeling the Holy Spirit move me in worship and in love of God. Um, after that, I really began to read my Bible and study what I believed and move towards public profession of my faith. Um, when I was in university, I, it really started to study what I believed as opposed to what my parents believed or what I was told was true. Um, one of the big things that was kind of controversial in our church at the time was women in leadership roles. Um, it's one of the first times that I really sat down with my Bible to figure out what I believed um, God was saying about a topic rather than just following what my parents or church told me to believe. Um, I had had many wonderful Christian women as part of my life and took their wisdom and my research into account as I came to my own conclusions that women should definitely be in leadership roles. Um, going through that process um, of figuring that out really helped shape and mature my faith to, to something that was mine and not my parents or my preachers or what I grew up in, but something that I truly believed. Um, one other big part of our continued walk with Jesus was when we left the CRC church. Um, we were really not feeling fully a part of our church um, and had heard of the meeting house starting in Brantford. We were actually attending church in Flamborough. Um, we attended the meeting house once to try it out and began praying to God to uh, lead us where he th uh, thought we should be attending. Um, right at that same time, our pastor preached a sermon about serving in the community where your church was. And we felt strongly that we should be attending a church in Brantford. Um, we felt so at home at the meeting house. And it is one time we can point very strongly to God's leading for our family. And that's actually where I met you, I think, for the very first time. So Laura and I have actually, uh, she volunteered for me in another context when I pastored at the meeting house. And so I got to know her there for many years. And we were part of the same home church for quite a while there. And developed similar friendships. And then uh, when I came here, I said, I, I'd known for a few years at that point that you were looking to like, when your kids had reached a certain age, that you were going to jump back to school. And I was like, oh, I think I remember a conversation. I should probably make a phone call. And it's worked out lovely. <laughs> I love administrative people. Yes, let's have a round of applause for all the administrative people. To people behind the scenes who without them, nothing would run. Nothing would actually happen, or we'd be in default or have missed bills or whatever's happening. But it's been such a gift to just meet both of you and kind of see where this journey has kind of taken us up to today. It's been awesome. After, you know, coming to faith and, and journeying, what is, 
what what are some of the like the real active challenges look like in your own life and faith journey? And how do you think maybe some of those journeys or challenges that have been a little more difficult have shaped you over time? Well, my, my parents divorced when I was 14, and that has definitely affected who I am today. I learned to rely on God and the importance of relationships. I didn't have a relationship with my mom for probably half my life, but when we started having children, I was able to reconnect with her and our kids were able to get to know her and love her. I'm thankful to God that he allowed my family to have a relationship with her before she passed away. Um, Having kids was not an easy thing for us. Um, We prayed to God to give us kids, but we also, we needed some fertility help. Um, We were able to get pregnant with our first with just a little bit of help from the doctor, and we're really um, grateful for her. Um, Getting pregnant again was much more difficult. Um, After three rounds of medication and monitoring, we did get pregnant, but I miscarried at seven weeks. Um, I was really angry with God, wondering why why he let some people have kids so easily. One of Jared's sisters got pregnant on her honeymoon at the same time, and um, it was was hard to see, and I was was angry. why it was so difficult for us, why we weren't being blessed that way. Um, After three more rounds of treatment and an IUI, we were able to get pregnant with our second. Um, And although we would have chosen different times, God's timing was perfect. He he brought his kids when it was his time. Um, After having our girl and our boy, we were at peace about not trying for any more kids. Although I always thought we would have three kids. I always felt... Um, I always felt that God had three kids for us, but I didn't know, I didn't know how that was going to happen or where that would, um, where that third kid would come from. Um, I just knew that it would happen. Um, it took almost five years later. I had, I had grieved not having another child. I had given away all my maternity clothes. I had given away all our baby stuff. Um, and then we had a surprise, um, I like to say he's God's sense of humor. Um, we had built our life thinking that we would have be a family of four. We built our house thinking it would be a house with four. Um, we bought a car that would fit four of us beautifully. Um, I was likely pregnant at that moment and didn't know it. <laughs> um, and then God surprised us with our third, and we are, we are very blessed. We are so thankful for that surprise. Uh, and why don't you just tell us about some of the more positive or fun experiences or memories that have shaped you and your family through the years? Uh, maybe a few things that you continue to be grateful for in this season of life and that uh, still bring you joy. When I was in my early 20s, I took a trip to Australia and New Zealand. I spent three months traveling there one winter. It, it was some of the best life experiences that I have and taught me a lot of lessons. I gained independence and learned how to support myself, especially when I ran out of money. (laughs) In my current season of life, I'm grateful for a supportive family and friends that I can share my faith with. Um, I was very lucky in my teen years to have a few adults in the church really speak into my life. I was really involved in church. Um, It was like a second home to me, Um, my mom working there and... Um, volunteering. It was just a given. Um, But two women in particular, a leader in the girls program where I was a junior leader and my catechism teacher. Catechism is like Sunday school for high school age. 
Um, we were, were both amazing examples of what service in the church looks like and treated me with respect and just spoke wisdom into my life. Um, having adults that are not your parents show interest in your life and care for and about you is one of the best things um, for teens, I think, um, and is something we want for our own kids and we see them getting here and growing in. So I maybe, maybe got ahead of the script a little bit, but uh, uh, tell us how you both came to find Grand Valley Church and how you've enjoyed kind of being a part of the family here. What are a few things that kind of stand out as you've come to Grand Valley Church about this community? And, and yeah, share a little bit maybe more in-depth about how you're involved. Um, so we've been part of Grand Valley for about two or two and a half years. Um, finding GVC is actually one of my favorite stories of God, God's leading and God's timing in our lives. Um, I always knew that when our youngest started school, I would go back to work part-time. But I didn't really know what I would be doing or what that would look like. Um, but I really felt peace that God would just kind of drop it in my lap when it was time. And that's kind of exactly what happened. Um, as the time drew near for John to start kindergarten, I had decided to go back to school for bookkeeping. Um, I mentioned this to Andrew. <laughs> and um, so he knew kind of where I was at. And um, I had volunteered, like he said, with him and with him for many years at the meeting house. We think we've known each other like 10 years now, something like that. Um, so I think Andrew knew, he knew that I would be a good fit here, and I'm so thankful that he did. Um, I was hired here in October of 2021. Um, I started doing the kids program coordinator job and then moved um, into the bookkeeping and the administrative work. Um, it's been the perfect job for me and my family. And God's leading was so clear, and the timing was perfect. It was the perfect job that became available at the perfect time in my life. Um, I love my job, and I super enjoy coming to work here each week. It's such a great place to work. Um, we also love attending church here. Um, we love how welcome we were from the first moment we walked in and how welcome our kids were. That's not true everywhere, and I've, I've been where it's not true. And it's such a blessing here. Um, we've been to many different churches, and the multi-generational church that's being intentionally built here is rare. Um, we love seeing our kids build relationships with other kids and other adults here in the kids' program and youth program, but also see them interacting every Sunday morning and during the family events. Um, we are so thankful for our church family here. As many of you know, I needed emergency back surgery quite shortly after I began working here. Um, although it was a really hard time for us, we quickly realized how blessed we were with family, friends, and with our church family. We felt lifted up by your prayers and the meals and care that we received from this church family. I really appreciate how welcoming Grand Valley Church is. We really enjoy all the family events and participating as part of the church family. Yeah, it is. Uh, you mentioned the multi-generational aspect of what, what's happening here. And um, it's true that we need each other, right? We need each other. And so the, the young need the old in their family and beyond. And the old need the young and the inspiration and the energy and, quite frankly, sometimes the stupidity of things <laughs> to keep life interesting, right? Uh, and so it's better when we do life together and when we see uh, 
us interacting multi-generationally. And when we have those times, those family events, when we set aside time to choose to come together, even though it's a sacrifice often to come together, and when we get to walk around and we see the young and the old interacting, sharing stories and living life together, it is such an encouragement and an incredible blessing that we truly will carry with us through the course of our lives. So sometimes those simple things over time become the most transformative, right? When you look back on your story, as you mentioned. Just want to kind of open up the floor. Do you have anything else that you'd like to share maybe with this this church family or a bit of a a challenge or something that's on your mind in terms of a word of encouragement uh, that might be for certain individuals or as the church family as a whole as we just kind of look to wrap up here in a few minutes? Yeah, I just wrote a, kind of exactly what Andrew just said. Um, we would just challenge the church to continue to work at being a multi-generational family. Um, doing life together, all ages and stages, will make a difference for every generation, and it is worth it. Um, and it doesn't matter where you are in your life, you have something to offer the church, this church. There's a place for you here, um, and we are so excited for our kids to grow up at GVC with all of you to speak into their lives. I just want to invite everyone, if you would, to just reach your hand toward Laura and Jerry. We just want to bless them and their children. Uh, Jer and Laura both uh, bless this family in hidden ways that you have no idea. They are people that constantly go above and beyond every single time. There's so many things that happen, so many things that are accomplished because they say yes Uh, And it's such a beautiful thing. So as I pray, I invite you to say your own prayer of blessing over their family. Uh, We just want to see God continue to be at the center of their journey, to bless their children, to bless their parents. And uh, we're just so grateful to journey with them. Let's pray. Lord God, we're just so thankful for Laura and Jerry, God. We say thank you for bringing us this amazing couple, this amazing family. And God, right now I pray even as we've worshipped and we've talked about your presence, God, that your presence would be at the center of their children's lives, would be at the center of their lives, God, that even as they move forward, they would continue in new ways to have a sense of you continuing to write their story and be present in such real and beautiful ways. Holy Spirit, we, we ask, God, that you would continue to unlock and develop the gifting and calling that you've placed within each one of them. God, that you would use them in powerful ways to continue to transform and inform this community and have an impact on the city around us. God, I pray wherever they go, you would uh, empower them with your strength and love and they would take that with them. God, we're so grateful. We see them as as just one reminder of, of all of us here this morning. God, would you help us to remember that you place us in a family, and beside people that are like us and different from us for, for amazing reasons, and you have a purpose for each one. And so, God, we just again say thank you for Laura and Jerry. God, we ask your blessing and your goodness over them in your good name, and we say together, amen.